Welcome to Heroes in History. I'm Dreema. And I'm Maddie. This is a special Pride episode to close out Pride Month 2023. For today's episode, we will be covering a couple of myths that include LGBTQIA themes and characters. You ready? Yes. You're not, I don't think you're ready. Oh, uh, no. So the first story we are going to be throwing <laughs> ourselves into. Okay. Trust me, it's a pun and you'll get it soon. <laughs> <laughs> I just start laughing out of nowhere halfway through the story. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's going to be uh, pretty obvious. Pretty, pretty obvious. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> it's the story of Phoebus Apollo. And Hyacinthus. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just want to make one thing very clear. Uh, we're covering a myth. Um, a myth? A myth. A, a myth A myth-tory. <laughs> For some <What>? reason. <laughs> I just combined the word myth and milf. And I with a Y, right? Because, like, it's myth and milf. So, myth? <laughs> Stemeter and milf? Myth? Stemeter and myth instead of a milf? I don't, I don't know, maybe. A lot. A mythological milf? <laughs> Shout out to all the mythological milfs out there. Myths, if you will. Normally, you're the one creating. I know, right? I'm proud of you. Damn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, if we are covering a myth <laughs> with a th about lovers involving two men, there is a solid ninety percent chance that Apollo is one of them. He's a little gay boy. That's okay. He's a very gay boy, and we love him for it. Absolutely. Um, for this myth. I, again, used Ovid's Metamorphoses, mainly because I own a physical copy of it, mm-hmm. and I'd so much rather read a physical copy than an online translation. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't mind me and my weird bookness. <laughs> so. Yes. That also means it's Roman. Mm-hmm. The good news is, Apollo is just Phoebus Apollo. That's it. Coolio. Phoebus, Phoebus Apollo, and Apollo are all acceptable. Greek and Roman. Sounds good to me. It's it's awesome. At least they made that one easy. Right? There was once a beautiful man named Hyacinthus, a son of Amiklas. This is not a person. Okay. This is a place. He's like a son of the place. Okay. And I even looked up the pronunciation. I probably butchered it, but I looked it up. <laughs> this is actually an area that's about two miles south of Sparta. Oh, that's cool. I don't know what that is in meters because I'm an uneducated American. But I... Bring the metric system to the United <laughs> States. Please, God, bring the it. metric system. Eventually, I will learn the metric system. It's so much better. Regardless. <laughs> This is two miles south of Sparta. Roughly. (laughs) He was adored by Phoebus Apollo. And when I say adored, 
I do mean that in Apollo's heart, this man was actually the god of the relationship. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's was, cute. full head over heels for this man. Phoebus was so enthralled by this man's chiseled jawline. Ah, yes. <laughs> Cut from that marble. I'm, I'm, that I'm testing sculpture. out Homeric writing. So if Ooh. I just over... Over-describe one specific portion of a body. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm Homer. I'm just... Yeah. Like Demeter's ankles. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if I covered that in the Demeter episode. I don't know. But so. Homer I don't know has such a weird way of describing people <laughs> in does. his fucking hands. He mentions like low girdled women in the one what? to Demeter so many times, and like specifically her ankles. <laughs> she has beautiful ankles, <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> Look, sometimes. People just have beautiful ankles. I don't understand why you're judging. I'm not judging their ankles. I'm judging Homer's specific fixation with it. <laughs> In most depictions of her, you could barely see her ankles anyway. So, my God, you've got some planning to do. That's all I'm saying. Homer canonically now has an ankle fetish. I mean, it's... Quentin Tarantino and his foot fetish. I mean, Homer and his ankle fetish. We've got, you know. I'm sorry, did you just compare Quentin Tarantino with Homer? Yes, I did. Oh, boy. That's that's They're a comparison both... that's going to I'm live not... rent-free in my head for the rest of the time. I'm not comparing them as, like, similar beings, but they're both creative artists in their own forms. And they both have, you know, feet-adjacent fetishes. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> I'm gonna let that be. Alright, moving on. Want that, uh... Oh shit, what's the saying? Lay where it falls? Set where it lies? I think... Move well, where... What? <laughs> what is it there's a saying for this? I think the first one was right. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> So, back to the chiseled jawline, yes, right? Right. Yes, yeah. Phoebus was so enthralled by this man's chiseled jawline, he just kind of took an LOA from being a god. Like, a cool. straight up leave of absence. Yeah. He just kind of was like, I'm out. He needs some... Yeah, he needs a honeymoon period. He abandoned the Oracle of Delphi. <sighs> Delphi, Delphi. Yeah. He left his bow and arrows untouched, unlike Hyacinthus. <laughs> <laughs> his hands were busy, just not with the bow and arrow, oh my okay? God. <laughs> I mean. And with his lyre. Gone. He played no music. He hunted no prey. He prophesized no prophecies. <laughs> he provided no prophecies. You know. You know both <laughs> i will not be prophesizing any prophecies today <laughs> no i will not be prophesizing any prophecies to my prophet <laughs> basically the whole thing of this is he's big simping yes yes yeah yeah i, I just got like a vision in my head of a sweatshirt with like a cartoon Apollo holding <laughs> Hyacinth in his like arms and going, I will not be prophesizing any prophecies to my prophet today. 
And now you have to watch out for merch. <laughs> <laughs> That's just really cute. It is. Uh, see, he followed Hyacinthus around. He carried his nets, like fishing nets or fishnets. We don't know. We're not, <laughs> we're not judging. Uh, taking care of his dogs mm-hmm. for him. Basically anything he needed or wanted or asked for nicely or not, mm-hmm. uh, he provided. He was big simping. He was big simping. Yeah. <laughs> so one beautiful day. These two decided to get naked. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's like the best way to be, right? It's also Greek and mythology. And if you're not naked, what are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. They anoint themselves in oil. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Lube. Uh, Yeah, it's lube. Let's face it. It's lube. I gotta be safe. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if I made this up in my head, but I'm pretty sure I've read this somewhere. But... Like, olive oil was, was used, used as, as lube. a lubricant? Uh-huh. Could have made that up. I've also don't seen think that, I did. but I don't know where I saw it to don't give you, like... Don't know if that's reputable. Yeah. An actual source, reputable. or if it was just a fucking Twitter yeah. post. Don't take my word for it. Just keep it as a cannon in your head. <laughs> a fan. Ship. A little fan, yeah. A little fanon, if you will. A fanon. Ooh. Yeah, because it's not canon, but the fans think of it, so it's fanon. I'm... That I don't think I've ever heard that term before, but I feel like I definitely should. I've definitely made it up. No, I've definitely said that before. Oh, I said it before to you. It's something really popular in um fan fiction. You have a fan fiction problem. (laughs) I like my comfort media, and I like knowing more about my comfort characters. Yeah, okay, canon or not. You like reading smut. <laughs> that's what you just said. <laughs> yeah, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, after they are naked and anointed in oil, a loop, uh, they decide this is a great time to have a competition. Not at measuring penises. Okay, I'm proud of them. But at throwing discus. While you're all oily? Oh, yeah. The discus isn't just going to slide right out of your hands. This isn't an innuendo. It's literally going to slide right out of your hands. It's hand. kind of an innuendo. <laughs> Is it an innuendo? Are I they, like, throwing discus? No, no, they are throwing discus. I promise they are real discuses. Discuses? Discuses? Discus? <laughs> I think I think discus is the discus singular the and the plural. Discus. I think so. Someone tell us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> believe it or not, the oil is not the problem in this story. The, fuck? <laughs> the oil never Wait, comes back throwing. into play ever. You're throwing discus. Yeah. Alrighty, I get ya. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Whenever I first heard this story, I've known this one for a while. Well, when I first ever, like, really heard this myth, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fuck, that, that oil's gonna... Yeah, that's gonna cause some problems. That's gonna fuck shit up and yeah. not in a good way. Yeah. And no, no, the oil is actually not even close to the fucking problem. <laughs> the oil is the story. innocent bystander. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not even innocent bystander. The the oil is just an onlooker. It's just a witness. Yeah. To what happened. Right. 
I definitely took innocent bystander to be meant as like a collateral or like casualty there, and that's that's not what you meant, but yeah, but I mean, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna forgive the fact that my brain doesn't work. Oh, neither is fine. You're fine. <laughs> we're no. CB. This obviously sounds like a fantastic plan that can't possibly go wrong like every other quote-unquote plan in Greek or Roman mythology. So you say that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and it's However... still not the oil's fault. So, yes. Davis yes. lines up his shot first. He's, you know, he's straight-backed. All nice and handsome. Mm -hmm. Shimmering in the sunlight. This is described uh, to be happening, like, yeah. at noon. So, like, it's, like, midday. The he's sun is full, out. Like, he's full, like, Edward Cullen. Power. Yeah, he's like, Edward Cullen right now. He's yes. glimmering. Yeah, he is, he is glimmering, shimmering, and shining Apollo's everywhere. Bella. Yes. Yeah. No, Apollo's not Bella. Apollo's not Bella? Apollo is Phoebus. Phoebus oh, so and he's... Apollo are the same person. Okay, so he's shimmering. My bad. Yes. I thought is. you said Hyacinth. No. Nope. Phoebus. Phoebus so, is shimmering. He throws this discus mm -hmm. absolutely stunningly. Of course he does. No doubt causing Hyacinthus to be like, damn, you wanna, you wanna He's throw an like boy! <laughs> <laughs> it flies through the clouds and disappears from their sight. Got an arm on him. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, what you what you doing with that arm later, honey? Yes, yes, he does. Uh, now, if this happened to literally anyone else, we would assume that this thing was lost. Yeah. But nah. Uh, these bitches said, we'll wait for this thing. Because, like, you know, a disc is totally a, a boomerang, right? It's not a yeah, it's not a fucking boomerang. Not relevant. Do it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, apparently, because it's a discus of thrown by Apollo. It works like a boomerang. It just happens to come back. Is it kind of, I guess, kind of like a, um, chakram, I think, is the type of weapon? Where it's basically a discus, but it's got a blade on the outside and a place in the middle where you can hold it, and you throw it, and it does come back. I'm going to be entirely honest with you. I don't know that I have ever heard of that. Have you never seen Xena Warrior Princess? No. <laughs> You want to know how much I know about Xena Warrior Princess? What? I know that there's a Simpsons episode where... Oh my I... god. <laughs> like, where she's in it, and she spends the whole episode telling Bart and Lisa, I'm not actually Xena. <laughs> and then there comes to the end of the episode, and she just flies them out. <laughs> and they were like, we thought you weren't really Xena. <laughs> That's oh what god. I know about Xena Warrior Princess. Understood. <laughs> Understood. No, but, like, it's actually a traditional weapon, and, um... Oh, fuck. I can't remember. I think it's Indian culture, but don't quote me on that. But it's it's really cool. But yeah, it's basically a discus that comes back to you and oh, like cuts people. That's cool. I, I've never fucking heard of that before. <laughs> I wanna if I look this up and it's something completely different, <laughs> we will still post a picture we'll of it. Still anyways. post a picture of it. Yeah. As far as we are aware, this is a perfectly normal discus, and after a long while. I do mean a long while. It is described as taking a while. Okay. The discus does come back. It begins its descent back down to the ground. Like, they see it, and they're like, holy shit, yep, that's ours. Ugh, only took it, like, two hours, 37 minutes. That's that's a new record, Dude, man. That ow. might not be your best shot. Uh, 
Now, Maddie, I yes. have a question for you. Yes. If a god just threw yes. a flat piece of undoubtedly sharp metal yes. into the sky above you, yes. that has apparently gone so high yes. that it has taken a while yes. to come back down. Mm-hmm. I realized I used air quotes and people can't see that. <laughs> what would you do when this thing starts coming back down to the ground? Fucking duck. <laughs> that's a, a great answer. Or a that's... rock in front of me. That's a, that's a fantastic answer. Uh, can I infer that by duck you mean you probably wouldn't run to attempt to catch it? Yeah, probably not. Well, Hyacinthus doesn't think like us. Oh, God. Oh, no. No, so no, he, no. Quote, unthinkingly, is so hyped about playing sports with the man god he loves, oh, he goes running for it. Fuck, He's like, no. fuck it, I got this, babe. I got this. Well, but see, Phoebus just showed off his hand skills, so he wants to show off his. It he really makes sense in the moment. Hyacinthus, uh, it's okay. In case you couldn't tell by my tone, this is where things go wrong. I know! <laughs> he doesn't catch the discus. And now, it doesn't hit him. Okay. Does At it first, slice him? Uh, it, it, in fact, goes past him. Okay. And it hits the ground. Okay. And now, now the problem is... Yeah. Uh, it hits the ground with such a force that it bounces back up. Uh. And it cuts Hyacinthus straight through the face. Uh. Oh, yeah, it's awful. I promise the second story of the day does not end this badly. <laughs> okay. Uh, Phoebus Apollo, instantly at his side. Instantly. He catches Hyacinthus' limp body before it can even fall to the ground. Oh my god. Now, we haven't covered Apollo in an overview episode yet. It's coming up very soon. But I will let everyone know this. Phoebus Apollo was the god of medicine. Uh-huh. That's not the only thing he's the god of, but this is the only thing currently relevant to the story. So he thinks quick on his feet. He starts doing everything he can to treat this injury, uh-huh. right? Like he, he rubs it with his godliness. Uh, <laughs> sorry, man. Uh, there's a man dead. Uh, <laughs> he rubs it with his godliness. <laughs> no smolder. No smolder. <laughs> It's so hard for me to kill the, the smolder. I know. Being all Holy of my fuckboy energy. in your soul. <laughs> he's using herbs. He's using sal- salves. I don't know why I tried to say salves. I know that's not how you say that word. <laughs> but alas, nothing works. Phoebus Apollo cries out to the universe in grief and says how Hyacinthus has died so young. How he feels guilty because he died by his hand. Oh. And that his epitaph will read exactly that. Oh. He laments about how he wishes he could take his place, but destiny and fate won't allow that. Yeah. Of course, you know, he's an immortal god. Yeah. He then says that from now on, he will survive in his heart. And that every song that passes his lips will have Hyacinthus in it. Oh. He also says that Hyacinthus will live on in a new flower. Oh my god, I'm literally getting chilled. Like, I, know, I don't know if you so, can like, see. It's awful, but it's so sweet, right? I have yes. literal goosebumps right she now. Does. That's fucking, oh my god. I know, right? It's so, it's so sad, but and so beautiful. If you, my translation that I have is not like a public translation, so I can't actually read the quote to you. 
But considering we both own the book, <laughs> you should go in and read it. Read it. It is so beautiful to read the actual translation as well. It's even better than the way I summarize it. I mean, you can quote it as long as you give credit. Right, but I can't, I'm not gonna, like, read off the entire three paragraphs that oh, it took no. for him to My say bad. that. My bad. Yeah, no, no, this is not this in was two sentences. Yes. I forgot this was Homer. Right. <laughs> I forgot this was Homer, and he probably spent 15 minutes describing Hyacinth's eyelashes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, while Phoebus Apollo is saying these things, the blood that has dripped out of Hyacinthus onto the ground has sprouted into a flower that, quote, took the form of the lily, but was the deepest red. Okay. And to top it off, Apollo felt this wasn't enough. Okay. So as he continued to wail, his cries of grief engraved itself on its petals. Oh. And it... Ai? Ai, Ai? Mm-hmm. Um, is the way that it was described in the text. Do you want to know the fun fact, though? Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, Hyacinthus is the name of this gentleman, this yeah. man, yeah. this beautiful piece of god-loving ass that uh-huh. just died way too young. Uh-huh. This is not the flower that he is reborn into, is com- used to commemorate him, mm-hmm. is not a hyacinth flower. Really? Right. Yes. Is it it's an not orchid? the modern-day hyacinth flower. Uh, as far as I can like tell... Or like a tiger lily? As far as I can tell, there is not a confirmed unanimous decision on what this flower is. That is so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No. That is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna there, have to look more were, into that. There were That's a couple wild. of options, but nothing that had so much support that I felt comfortable providing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a little crazy. It was a little crazy. Because I was definitely about to be like, damn, I thought I knew what hyacinths look like, and that's really not what I thought they were. That's because it's a different hyacinth flower. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Understood. Right? Uh, I wanted to get that one out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful story, but like, damn, bad ending. Right? Right? The second story that I have to share today is actually one of my all-time favorites. I know I say this a lot. <laughs> But hear me out. It's a fucking badass story. Okay. About some really cool people. Okay. It involves two... It involves... It's a Greek myth. Yeah. That involves a different culture's pantheon of gods. Ooh. Oh, we love that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which culture? Can I have a little spoiler? It starts with an E, and it's also on the Mediterranean. Egyptian? Yes. (gasps) Yes! Yes! And, unlike almost everything else in all of Greek mythology, it has a happy ending. Oh my god. I know, right? Oh my god. Okay, I don't like think... an actual happy ending. I don't think y'all understand how hard it was for us to find, <laughs> like, not 
depressing, just like overly depressing stories. This is the second time I wrote this episode. Yeah, <laughs> we have a separate episode that we will eventually post, Um, I believe. Like it's edited, it's ready. But we listened back to it as I was editing it and went, holy shit, this, we is, depressing. this. this is depressing. This is fuck. sad. We don't want this to be our fucking pride episode. <laughs> no one's going to feel proud of this. They're just no. going to feel depressed. <laughs> yeah. So, the fact that you can say that this is actually a Greek fucking myth with a good ending is it is, it is It is a good and It is I the best it. ending I think I can ever find in a Greek myth that doesn't involve, like, you know, the gods eventually becoming okay with things because they're immortal and they have yeah. to kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Cool. It is a good ending. Cool. I'm ready for it. I'm And here. it genuinely is one of my favorites. This myth is the beautiful story of Iphis... And Ianthe. I have heard of Ianthe, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. I know I also always think of a fictional character whose name is Ianthe. Um, so I don't think I actually know anything about this. I am intrigued. I will inform you, you do know this story because I've told it to you before, and I could not, for the life of me, remember the names of the characters. Mm-hmm. But... You see, so you're going to hear it again, but I have it in so much more detail. Oh, fantastic. And I have character names now. Now, is this so good? Is this something you've told me or yes. you've told before on this podcast? No, I've told you. Oh, okay. In a private, com- not a private conversation, but like not, not, not on the podcast. Recorded yeah, yeah, not a recorded yeah. conversation we- unless <laughs> there are people in the walls. Or a little NSA agents. That's. Yeah, yeah. But okay, just, our NSA agents are probably really sick and tired of me talking about Greek mythology, yeah. and they're like, "Please get your degree fucking over with, so that we can hear about <laughs> anything else." No, it's fine. They're just getting, you know, some free education. Right. They don't even have to fucking pay any yeah. money to hear this yeah, shit. It's it should free. be grateful. My they're NSA agents paid. should be grateful. You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Now that uh, the U.S. government has us on a list. (laughs) We're joking, I swear. Uh, In the small town of Festus, Festus, there were three pronunciations that I found for this. Again, still probably butchering them because I speak one language. Please forgive me. I want to learn more. (laughs) <laughs> Someday we will learn Greek. Yes, and, and I do... will give you better pronunciations. Yeah. I swear. This it was a small town that was located in the south central portion of the island of Crete. Okay. Now, in this small town, there lived a man and a woman who were about to have a child. No. We're kind of like, like, like the, like the, yeah, the, the scene fades yes. to the, yeah. the flashback. <laughs> exactly. Like that one Barbie movie. The <laughs> Rapunzel Barbie movie. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Where it like pans over to the painting and then zooms in and it's the world. Yeah. Absolutely. That's not the only movie that ever happens in. That's but just the one that popped in my head. <laughs> Barbie is always a good reference. You're right. The man, Ligdis, mm-hmm. told his wife... That he prayed to the gods for two things. Okay. Do you want to take a guess? A healthy baby. Okay. And for his family to be safe. Uh, You're wrong on both fronts. Okay. (laughs) Gorgeous. Uh, What was his mind on? Uh, The first was being that her labor labor would be quick and painless. Okay. (laughs) This man's obviously never witnessed labor. In Greek. in, In Greece. 
in ancient times. Like it's, it's, they might have had something for I mean, it. There are like women who have babies in fields standing up because it actually makes it easier for the baby to pass through. Like, yeah, and I know that, and I know that our modern day like birthing process is not necessarily actually the best thing. Never lay on your you. fucking back. Yes, never stop. lay on your back. If a doctor makes you lay on your back when you're having labor, punch them. You are on high hormones. You'll be fine. <laughs> but good gods, like all fours. Unless Squat, you, for some care. reason, feel like that's the only way you can get that baby out. Absolutely. Don't do it. It hurts so much more. It constricts things. It doesn't allow things to open. And doesn't it also, like, stick the baby's head in the back of, like, your pelvis? So it has I to come think... up over the ridge of your pelvis. To... I this think is so. not a birthing podcast. <laughs> it's not. But, like, I, I can't. Just lost, like, every male listener that's ever been on this <laughs> You know what? If they don't know at this point, I feel like it is just, it is knowledge that we need to spread to the general population. Right? You do not have to give birth on On your back. back. (laughs) If it hurts, it doesn't have to hurt that bad. There are other positions. I'm not going to lie. So regardless of this, I understand all of this. As a person who knows this, when I go to have my first child, I want all of the drugs. I am a person that will not take Tylenol or ibuprofen until I have a migraine. Yeah. I want every drug you can possibly put in my body. I don't want to be... I don't care if I don't walk for a week afterwards. I don't want to feel it. <laughs> and that is that is your fucking I right. can tolerate pain. I can deal with it. I don't want to have to. Yeah. I don't want to feel it. I You've want been... to still want a second child yeah. after that. I don't want to remember it. <laughs> and also, you will have been carrying this child within you for nine months. You've already been in pain. Exactly. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm sure the first holding is fantastic, but technically I've been carrying that baby for a while. I'll get to it. I get to take it home as a souvenir. It's okay. (laughs) I don't need to remember actually doing it. (laughs) So, the second thing is that they would have a son. Because we all know what a disappointment it is to have a daughter. Yep. Let me guess, they have a daughter. (laughs) <laughs> I really should have had, you know, like, my dad on here for, uh, you know, verification of disappointment of having a daughter. <laughs> hey, my dad got slammed with two. <laughs> I got slammed with four. Yeah, baby. I swear in my family. <laughs> Special guest night of everyone. <laughs> we will never have our parents as guest stars on this podcast. Maybe my mother. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe my mama, but... Yeah. That's more of just like I don't think she. I don't know that she ever want to. Oh no, hell! If we got on here and started talking about some woo woo shit, oh uh, that's true. Your mom would be like, "Yeah, I'm down." Absolutely. Down. Okay, so the whole point of this fucking story. This is my favorite story, and we've gotten more off track. I'm so with this sorry. One. I'm so sorry. I'll stop. It's no, my it's fault. okay. That's the point. I, I need you. To, uh, you know, we're funnier when we're not on topic. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you know, it's such a disappointment to have a daughter, and they're so useless and weak, and you know, they would definitely have to kill the child if it was if it was penisless. And this is all stuff that he says to his wife. Oh my god! Like he tells this to her. He's like, you know, I know you're like eight months pregnant. You haven't been able to to walk not like a penguin this whole time. Uh, You're probably in excruciating pain. You feel your pelvis literally separating along with your ribs. But (laughs) I know you did all this work. If it's a girl, we're... we're, Yeah, if you had a daughter, she's like... 
and nine months down the drain, we gotta try again. And now, technically, technically, it, just to put a little uh, history in here, most likely they would not have, like, actually killed killed the baby, because that was, like, a big no-no. Yeah. You didn't want to actually, like, directly kill someone, but if you they indirectly would... killed someone, they'd just leave it out. Yeah, I was gonna say, leave it out in the field They'd or literally something. go drop it in the field. Yeah. 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 Be like, that's fine. That's chill. We didn't kill it. The gods can have it, but yeah. we don't want it. We don't want it. Yeah. yeah. So, I get a little closer to the birth. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's probably we're probably in like the eight and a half months now. There's not a direct timeline. For I guess this is all there never is. bullshit. Uh, <laughs> during the night, a little closer to the time of birth, the woman, Telethusa, was delivered a vision in her room. Okay. This vision included the Egyptian goddess Isis. <laughs> Yeah. Accompanied by Anubis. Oh my goodness, my boy! I'm gonna fuck up the name on the next one, so correct me please, because you know Egyptian more than me. Apis? Apis? A-P-I-S? He's the bull? I think it's Apis. I think it's Apis. Osiris. I might be wrong. And a few others. Yeah. That's not a very, uh, quote-unquote, well-known deity in yeah. Egyptian, yeah. but... No, I actually had to look him up, because I was like, I don't... Like, I kind of recognize those, yeah. but I can't put a face <laughs> kind of to, to yeah. the name. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. Kind of. <laughs> Anyways, and there were a few it's others. It's funny that the bull god in Egyptian mythology was brought into Greek mythology because the crocodile deity is more known in Egyptian mythology than the fucking bull. But this is Greek, so we have but to mention the bull. The bull. <laughs> and, and again, there were a couple of others, but they were... um. I don't want to say I didn't include them because they were lesser known, but it was more of, like, the way the words were translated. It's kind of hard to pinpoint the exact ones. I just know there were a couple more. And, yes. It varies on who they are. Yes. (laughs) So, like, I'm kind of like, okay, well, you know, I'll say a few others because... Yeah. No one can decide who else was there. Understood. Uh, (laughs) Then... Uh-huh. The goddess Isis spoke to her. She calls her by name. Okay. And says that she remembers Telethusa and how she worships her. And she tells her to disregard her husband. Fuck yeah. Just deliver, raise the child, worry-free, regardless of its sex. Yeah. She tells her that she provides for those who need her and worship her. Oh. And then Telethusa wakes up. Yeah. This is like a, a dream vision. Yeah. She immediately crawls out of bed, gets, like, down on her knees, and begins praying that to all the gods that this dream that she has had will come true. Uh Uh-huh. Fast forward a short while longer. Mm Mm-hmm. When Telethusa gives birth, the only two actually present for the birth were her and her extremely trusted nurse, Lucina. Okay. Wait, I have heard this! I do know what you're talking about! Yes, you do. The child was, in fact, born a girl. Yeah, she was. Telethusa tells Lucina to essentially play along with what she's about to do. They inform Ligdis that the child is a boy. Mm-hmm. And Telethusa and Ligdis... I do believe that Ligdis is technically the one that named her, but Telethusa's like, oh, fuck, this can work. Okay. Yeah, I like this. I okay. like this. They name her after Ligdis's grandfather, Iphis. Ooh. 
And the reason why Telethusa is actually so on board with this is this was actually a gender-neutral name. Hell yeah. So they're, they're, Iphis was both a masculine and feminine name. We love that. Yeah. Now, throughout her entire childhood, her mother was very careful to always dress her and treat her as though she were a boy. Uh-huh. Now, when Iphis was 13, their father had them officially declared betrothed to Ianthe. <gasps> a beautiful, golden-haired girl of equal age. Oh. Yes. Now, this was not a betrothal to a stranger, either. No. Iphis and Ianthe had actually grown up together playing and uh-huh. studying under the same tutors. So they're, like, childhood best friends. Yeah. And, you know, one day their dads are just like, hey, so you guys are going to get married. And they're like, shit, all right. Okay, We've already yeah. been hanging out the whole time. Let's actually just to continue. Make it, to make it extra special, it's even said that at the announcement of the betrothal, they're, like, childhood puppy love actually turned into genuine longing oh yeah right so they both go oh we're gonna get married oh my god actually i kind of want that yeah yeah isn't it i'm telling you this is the most wholesome story in all of greek mythology i fucking love i know i want to hear the happy ending so that my mind stops going through like (laughs) the rail the 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 many how could this go fucking yeah As far as Ianthe is concerned, she's so fucking hyped. Uh-huh. She's like, fuck yeah. I get to marry my bestie and he's hot. Uh-huh. Because he is. She is. They are. However, while Iphis is very much in love with Ianthe, uh-huh. Iphis has a moment where she's essentially yelling at the heavens, saying that she doesn't understand why the gods have forsaken her in this way. What? 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 And here is why we... Need pride. Okay. She goes on to list a few different male animals and how they all long for females of their own kind. It continues on with... She she essentially has a monologue here. Uh, it continues on with how she's so confused as to why she would feel this way uh-huh. about another woman because she believes that no woman has ever burned for another woman. In her oh. mind, this has never happened before. This poor little... Okay, baby. She actually goes so far as to say that her passion for Ianthe is even stronger than the magically caused passion that Pasiphae held for the Cretan bull. I don't know that one, but damn, girl. You do know that one. Huh? Pasiphae and the Cretan bull are the parents of, of the, the Minotaur. Minotaur. Yes. She says that her passion for Ianthe surpasses this magically created passion that drove her to fuck a bull. Yeah. She says, uh, and she, during this comparison, she even justifies that relationship, those feelings, over her own. No. Because she says that at least it's still a male and female. It's still the quote-unquote natural order of things. Nugget. She says that she only wishes that Dedalius, who created a way for the woman and bull to mate, would fly to her and help her change to a man. Oh, you do. I just want to take the, the, the little eye. I know. You, you just, just want to hug her and tell her it's, it's okay. Now, of course, Iphis's mother is also extremely concerned with this whole arrangement. Yeah. Right? I mean, she's been hiding the fact that her daughter. Or her son is her daughter. Yeah. 
for 13 years. Just the most tomboy of all tomboys. Right. She's worried about what could possibly happen if the truth's discovered, and she wants nothing more than for Iphis to be happy. Yeah. So she feigns being ill for a while in order to stall the wedding. Yeah. And it works yeah. for a short while. But the wedding day does eventually arrive. Yeah. Telethusa takes Iphis with her to the altar of Isis before the wedding to pray. There, Telethusa begs for Isis one last time to help her child. When Telethusa and Iphis finish praying, they rise from the altar, and Iphis feels a change in her body. She feels invigorated, she feels stronger, she feels a penis growing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Iphis is now a man. Okay. Isis turns Iphis into a man. That's cool. Iphis and Telethusa are both ecstatic. Oh my god, just imagine being, like, standing in a temple going, something is different here. <laughs> just, uh, uh, nobody look. <laughs> Nobody move. I think I have another appendage. <laughs> I, I'm not sure where it came from, but something's tingly. <laughs> and it's a different kind of tingly. <laughs> uh, it is outside of my body. I just imagine because Iphis had never had a penis before and technically they'd be in like the fucking puberty age. It's just like, congrats, you grew a penis. Here's your first boner. <laughs> like, instant. Instantly. Like, like damn, I, I wasn't already confused. Now it's fucking, it, it, it won't go away. Right? Right. No, they're, they're both ecstatic, ecstatic about this. They actually go and grab offerings and gifts. Mm -hmm. Isis's altar. Of course. Uh, and then Telethusa and Iphis leave the altar. Mm-hmm. Iphis and Ianthe then proceed to get married, and they live happily ever after. Yes! Oh! I know! I love it! Oh! Oh my god. I know, right? It's literally, I, I genuinely do, I know I say it about a lot, but it is actually one of my all-time favorite I Greek myths. I think that's myth. my favorite Greek myth. Yes. I, I think that's my favorite it, right now. Do you now. notice how it doesn't include, it is a Greek myth. It, yeah. Cretan, it takes place on the island of Crete. Yeah. There are no Greek gods in it. Not a single one. <laughs> Not a single Greek god. I fucking love it. Isis out here helping this little nugget of a woman become the first trans man. Well, probably not the first, but... One of the first written about trans men in Greek mythology. And yeah. And I just... Mwah. Yeah. listening to our pride episode for 2023 we really wanted to get this out sooner but better late than never <laughs> we are officially launching our patreon account tomorrow july 1st so make sure to check that out also guys don't forget to follow us on instagram twitter and now tiktok Woo! pay attention to the fact that we don't necessarily have tiktoks up yet but they are coming <laughs> <laughs> On Instagram and TikTok, we are Heroes and History Pod, and on our oddball social media account Twitter, we're Hero History Pod. 
If you haven't already, then please go on also leaving leaving us a five-star rating with a review on it. It helps kind of circulate us out there to other people. We would love to hear your thoughts from anyone that wants to share. And happy Pride! Don't piss off any gods, please. We ended on a good note. Let's keep it there. (laughs) 